Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Her Story. We are in season two, and I have a good friend here. Her name is Kat Armstrong. She's a dynamic woman of God. She podcasts. She is an author. She has a great Bible study out that you guys, she's going to talk to us about. And of course, you're going to go ahead and go out and get and do along with your friends and your sisters and everybody because this is such a great book of knowledge. You know, in this day and age, we're all looking for a biblical sound word to apply to our lives. And Kat is all about that. From everything from Polish, I mean, you've seen it from DTS, everything. So I just want to welcome her today. Oh, Stephanie, you're the best. I still have this photo on my phone. You were the very first person who bought my Bible study at an event. I had just published my first Bible study. You came straight up to the table. I thought I was going to faint because you said, okay, I want to buy your Bible study. Give me five of them. I was like, oh my gosh, I just sold the Bible study. <laughs> I mean, I granted I've been in ministry 21 years, you know, teaching the scriptures, but it was a moment. I'm excited to get to share this moment with you. Oh, great, great, great. Now, listen, you know, my first question up for you today is how did you get started? You said that you've been in ministry over 20 years. How did you get started in this? Talk us through it. Yes, I was being mentored by a gal named Carrie in college. She taught me how to pray. She taught me what Jesus, who Jesus was. She taught me all sorts of things about following him. And she was a chaplain of our Christian sorority at Texas A&M Whoop. And she pressured me into replacing her. She was graduating. She said, I've been pouring into you. I would like you to be chaplain of the sorority next year. And I said, well, that's no, that's, (laughs) that would be a hard no. I don't want to get in front of people and do a devotional. And she said, just try it. You know, if you don't like it, you could bring guests, guest speakers in and, and fill that spot. But I think you should do this. So I ran unopposed and became the chaplain of Philam at A&M. And that was 2000. And there were 400 women in that Christian sorority at the time. And every week I taught through the book of Ephesians. I joke now, Stephanie, I'm worried that I may have taught some heresy because I didn't, I was really new to the faith, but every week I was studying and preparing for Monday nights and it became my favorite thing. And God really ignited a passion to study his word and to serve women. So I've been doing it all this time because Carrie told me that I needed to. Well, shout out to Carrie for just empower you. And you know what? That's what makes, that's why so many people follow you and so many people um, love to hear you speak and pour into them because you were poured into and you recognize how beneficial that is to pour into other women and empower other women. That's, that's amazing. Do you and Carrie, are you and Carrie still in touch or... We are. We ran into each other at a conference just a couple of years ago in College Station, reunited. And it was really funny, Stephanie, I talk about this in my second book, The In-Between Place. It just came out a couple of weeks ago that when I got her in person, I said, Carrie, okay, so now I've been 13 years leading the Polish Network. This is a national organization and outreach to working women, built by working women. And we're sharing our faith. We're supporting our sisters and the industries they're in. You know, and we are just trying to do discipleship. And you did it so well with me, Carrie. Like, what did you have some sort of plan? What kind of curriculum did you do? She laughed me off the stage, Stephanie. She said, there's no curriculum. She was like, I was 19 years old. She said, I would take whatever sermon notes I took from church. 
and repurpose them in our coffee once a week. She said, I would just pull out the notes from the sermon and say, hey, have you read this verse? This is what I just heard our pastor say. And I really resonated with me. What did you think? And I said, well, Carrie, did you have some sort of prayer rhythm? Like, was there spiritual discipline? She was like, no, I didn't have a plan. And Stephanie, that taught me a lot in that moment that all these years I thought, what if I could just get Carrie's formula, like how she created disciples, we could really replicate this. And the thing about the gospel transformation is it's person by person. And that investment she made in me, I tried to turn around and invest in others. But yes, we are still in touch. And she and I kind of journeyed together. She and I were in a small group Bible study together for a long time. And of all people, Beth Moore was our Sunday school teacher at Houston First Baptist Church. And so we just, we had a a legacy of godly women teaching the scriptures to us that inspired us. That is amazing. You know, who can say that Beth Moore was their Bible study teacher? I mean, she (laughs) is the the godmother of Bible study. So that, that is amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. Now, listen, um, you know, I heard you mention Polished, and I know because of COVID, Polished has kind of had to, but could you talk to us a little bit about Polished? Because I just believe that COVID is soon going to be out of this way, and I know Polished will be back, but can you talk to us about Polished? Because I went to Polished, and um, my experience with Polished was amazing. I remember that. I was like, oh, First Lady Stephanie Carter. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you're here today. Yeah, you know, so Polished, I co-founded it 13 years ago. I was a Dallas Theological Seminary student at the time, and I was the second youngest vice president of sales of a network marketing company. And I was selling that skincare to put myself through seminary and my husband. So I was super passionate about selling that skincare and makeup because we needed to pay some bills. And in that process, I found that I really like partnering with working women. And I found myself in support groups with them and they were so encouraging and I would invite them to Bible study. And they thought that was really funny. They thought weird people studied the Bible and I invited them to church and they laughed that off a little bit too. Some of them had church wounds or baggage or they were de, you know, destructing their faith for a lack of better term. And I don't know, it just, Stephanie, it felt challenging to share my faith with other working women. And so I partnered up with a friend of mine who's my prayer partner once a week through seminary and we started comparing notes and we said, let's figure out a way to share our faith and create a really invitational platform for working women to connect with other working women. And let's share the gospel at every single event. And so here we are 13 years later, we've got eight chapters kind of in this region. We've got seven in Texas, one in Oklahoma and several starting other places. They typically meet in person, but we've moved everything virtually. And just last year we did a Sheroes of the Faith series and we had theologians, female pastors, you name it, author speakers, just like you come on and talk about women in the Bible. And we reached, you know, 5,500 women in 10 weeks in 20, 20 different states and in five different countries worldwide. And so, you know, I mean, it stinks that we're not in person right now. We will be real soon. Uh, We also have a podcast, but you know, if we, if we do anything to serve the Lord, it will be to create safe places for all colors, all different industries, all different pay, pay rate in the in the workplace to feel safe to come to Polish and find community. Um, so yeah, it'll be 13 years for me in May. Wow. Wow. 
You know, it brings me kind of to this next question. You know, you've been in ministry over 20 years, DTS, um, leading Bible studies, starting new ministries, finding different, finding, uh, creating spaces and community for different women, whether through podcasts, whether virtually or in person. But, you know, what, um, what were some of the hurdles that you had to face personally? Yeah, I think the hardest one was recognizing that there, I believe that we have an infinite God who can do incredible things far beyond what we can imagine. I know this. I also know that I'm human and I have, um, there's a, there's some capacities that I have. And sometimes the organization moves farther beyond my capacity. I wish I had recognized that earlier. There are some hurdles we face in organization because I like to talk about the Bible and I like to spend time with women. So when I had to build a CRM to keep up with all of the transactions we were creating or hire an accountant or do some HR when we brought on staff or, you know, design the website, I, I had a significant role in all of those endeavors. And I think that Polish would be farther along if I had recognized there's a limitation on my skill set on some of these things. And I should have focused kind of like an 80, 20, 80% on the things I'm really good at and less on what I'm not. But when you've got budgetary constraints and you're a startup and you're bootstrapping every single thing that you do, you know, I end up doing a lot of it myself or bringing in volunteers and God did amazing things through that. So I don't want to negate his glory. He did an amazing thing. But I think one of the challenges that I still face today is recognizing where are my weaknesses. Okay, then let's delegate that to somebody else. This is the body of Jesus. This is Jesus's body. So mm-hmm. there's got to be someone who's got a different body part. If you use that med- metaphor, that's better at this. Um, but I think that there, honestly, Stephanie, there might've been some pride involved and being one of the co-founders, you kind of want to do it yourself and I'm releasing more and we're flourishing now more. Yeah. Yeah. So you pretty much just got out of your way. (laughs) Yes. I was my own. (laughs) Yes. There's a U2 song about that, that I'm getting in my own way. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all fall guilty to that. And we're like, no, I can do it. And you're like, why am I doing this? This is so not my <laughs> gift. My gift is vision. My gift is not accounting. <laughs> exactly. But the cool thing is, at least you recognized it. You recognized it. And you have probably have had some great women come alongside you to kind of help you and hold you accountable in, in those in those ways. And even, look, even I'm sure your husband, your sweet husband also was like, now, babe, what are you doing? You know, that's not, <laughs> that's not what you do. <laughs> Where's the Bible? I know, he, he would come home and be like, what'd you work on today? I said, well, I think I coded a CRM. I, I don't know. I Googled some stuff and then called a phone to friend and we made it, it's up. It's working. I think it's working. And he would say, babe, what are you doing? So I, I'm getting better. I'm learning. Yeah. Look, we're, we're all guilty of that. You know, some of us, sometimes we feel like we have our Wonder Woman hat on, our cape on, and we're just going to save everything and we can do it all. And you're like, no, you can't. Jesus is like, <laughs> Hey, you. No, that's that's not what your degree is in. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. Um, You know, who are like three people who have been the most influential in your life to you? Well, I mean, Beth Moore, certainly. So I was a high school student, had just come to faith, and I went to our youth pastor and said, 
I don't know, Abraham from Moses. I don't know anything about the Bible. Where do I even begin? And he said, there's a very Southern lady with very Southern hair who teaches a Sunday school class for adults, but I bet she would allow you to go in that class. Well, it was like 700 people were in her Sunday school class at First Baptist Houston. And I started sneaking in at the age of 17. And so I think just seeing her, Stephanie, she's got a contagious passion for the scriptures, you know, just insatiable. And it, it bubbles over onto you, anyone who's listening to her. So I think she would be one. I think a second would be um, Carolyn Custis James is one of the first women, first graduating class from Dallas Theological Seminary back in the day. Um, you know, they waited a good long time to let women in. Once they did, they had really high caliber women. And Carolyn Custis James is one of them. She's written six or seven books. I have a whole cubby of just her. Um, I think she does beautiful work on women in the Bible. And her scholarship was really in Hebrew and Old Testament. And I just find her to be very inspiring. And then I would say the the third, and she might be surprised, although I've told her this before, it would be Dr. Cynthia Mickens-Ross. She's local. Yeah, yeah. She has been an advocate and an ally to me as a person and my ministry for Polished. Um, She's a connector. I've watched how she builds partnerships. I've watched how she loves me from afar. She showed up to events before to support me, and I thought, wow, that means so much to me. So she's one of those people that... I I joke that she mentors me from afar. She's got her hands in a lot of different things, but she's, so she's one of those multi-passionate people and I've got a lot of passions too. So I like looking to her for some wisdom. That's good. That's good. Cause you know, I think sometimes as women, we don't realize how important it is to have someone who is walking ahead of us. Um, you know, I joke that you have to have somebody walking beside you, but you also have to have somebody walking ahead of you. And it just sounds like, those three amazing women definitely were walking ahead of you. And, you know, I joke with women. I'm like, you don't realize this. Like, if I'll meet somebody, there's um, a parenting guru that I love. Her name is Julie Richard, and she's in Austin. And I'll be like, Julie, do you realize, like, you're my mentor? And she's like, I am? I'm like, yes. We're the best of friends in my mind. Exactly. Yeah, I get that completely. I Carolyn Custis James endorsed my first book and I thought I was going to pass out. I mean, right here in this office, just dead <laughs> on the floor. Um, because I do feel I bet, you know, um, your person in Austin a lot better than I know, Carolyn. But, you know, these these women, it's so important. It reminds us that you and I may play that role in someone else's life. Mm-hmm. And what we're offering up, what you're doing on this podcast, Stephanie, this could have ripple effects in someone's life. Mm-hmm. And we all have to pull our part in the body of Christ. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And just be a helping hand. This whole thing of like a competition, like if you're killing it and you love women and you're nice, yeah, I'll be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be friends with you. This whole other thing, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. You're nice. Hey, it's I'm I'm 47. I don't have time for like games. So no. I'm sorry. I'm laughing so hard. It's just one of the reasons I really love you. You're really keeping it so authentic. Um, I agree with you. I think maybe I've been around the block once or twice um, in the ministry realm and with women. And those of us who want to link arms and are like, I don't care how someone comes to faith. Let's just please pray them into the kingdom. And if we planted a church on every single street corner in DFW, it would not be enough 
for the need, you know, so there is no reason for us to look to our right or to our left and see the pace of our sisters. I think we're better serving the body of Christ, just saying, go, Stephanie, go, go, Stephanie, go. How can I serve you? What can I do to help you? Um, and you, you model that to me. Um, but I think that there's an army of women coming up that sense that, and we're not going to leave any more room for competition. We just don't have time for it. No, we don't have time for it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> being in this look, being in this ministry game, you have some unique skills. So, what what are some of those skills that has helped you become successful? You talked about that, your love for the Bible. You definitely have a love for the Bible. If you went to DTS. And and I remember um, when we first met, you asked me, like, are you thinking about going to DTS? Are you no, you didn't say DTS, but you're like, are you thinking about going back to school? And I was like, oh, you know, people. And he's like, no, you don't have to. (laughs) And I was like, hey, thanks. Because you do kind of get that pressure sometimes. I'm like, that's not what I want to do. I'll be sitting there like writing this paper for who? For what? It's funny that you're saying this because I'm thinking about going back to school, but what's holding me back is I did did so poorly at Dallas Seminary. So I think if you pull my transcript, you'd be shocked because I'm I'm really excited to learn, but I don't feel that papers on the seminary profs are going to be so mad I'm saying this. I don't know that papers necessarily reflect that I am internalizing, like letting this information form my character and better serve the body of Christ although I know that they need to test us and to write papers. So I actually opted out of most of my papers in the eight years. I was, I turned a two year degree into eight. So slow learner here, but I turned most of my papers into projects for polished. I would go to my profs and say, you know, I, this is cool, this paper, but I am in this ministry already. Could I take what I'm learning and apply it and write a message for the women of Polish that has to do with this topic? And they let me, they were really cool, but you bring up a really important point. Like we don't need to educate ourselves to go where God wants us to go. It's it's, if it's available to you, go for it, but it shouldn't hinder us. Some of the greatest Bible teachers and ministry leaders don't have seminary training. Um, They've got the Holy spirit training them. Yeah. I was um, that, you know, you, you had me tickle when you said two to eight years because that was my husband. I kept feeling like, how long is this degree? A kid started off at zero. We had one kid. Now we had three and one was seven. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh, wait, look, we skipped around. We even answered the question. So, you know, what oh. skills, yeah, what unique skills do you have that's helped you become successful? I have an insatiable appetite for learning. Oh, I'm so interested in learning and I don't mind being the dumbest person in the room. This has taken me so far in ministry. I don't mind raising my hand and saying, I have a, think a really dumb question, or I have no idea what you just said. Could you back on up and talk to me? Like, say that again. That served me well. It ended up building rapport with my professors, my ministry partners. And I think it, it, I wasn't trying to be humble, but I think it helped in building humility into my character when you say, I don't know the answer, or I'm going to have to ask an expert about that. So I really love learning. And I would say the second thing, Stephanie, that really sets me apart is um, I just really love women. I mean, really, I just want to cheer and champion all of them. And what I saw in sales is that when I would replicate myself in somebody I built this huge organization nationwide because I was willing to share my success with others and theirs would benefit mine. It was very mutually encouraging. In the gospel, we don't do it to get anything back. 
but we can sow seeds into the kingdom. And so I think what sets me apart in my, my industry is I'm like, let's just cheer for everybody, everybody. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. Well, listen, my last question for you today, and I've so thoroughly enjoyed catching up with you and just, I know our listeners, I hope, I know, I see why you, I I hope you guys see why I love her and she's the best, but y'all, so my last question is, Kat, what have you read or listened to recently that has inspired you? I'm completely head over heels in love with a woman at the well. I know it's a familiar story in John chapter four, but that's what I wrote my newest book on the in-between place for two and a half years. I can't get away from her story. I just think she's remarkable. The, the insightful questions she asks Jesus, his response to her, the way she has faith in him, the way she impacts her city. I just am mesmerized by her. And I know that sounds really cliche, but this woman at the well, this nameless Samaritan woman has a lot of my attention. She's inspiring me to ask deeper questions in my faith that might be even paradigm shifting. I think it was for her in her conversation with Jesus and to go with the gospel before I feel ready with my peers. She did that. So she's inspiring me a lot. Um, And I would say the second, I just did a deep binge, binge on Tim Mackey's, um, he's the creator of the Bible Project. He's got the Bible Project podcast, but then he has his own personal podcast called Exploring My Strange Bible. And he does like an 80 part series on a podcast about the book of Matthew. And Stephanie, I am binging it so hard. Aaron's like, what'd you listen to today? I'm like, two verses, man. It took him an hour to do two verses. I am here for all of it. So I'm, that's that really, he's inspiring right, right now. I think it's just when you hear other people's passion to go to the word for yourself, it makes you dig deeper. Cause you're like, where did he, where did he find that? You know? (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, Kat, I so enjoyed having you on today. And how can we follow you? Tell us about your books. You've mentioned your new book, but just give us all the details. Yeah, you know, I I do check my DMs on Instagram. So you can check me there unless you're weird. And then I'll just not respond. Um, my website's a great place to start, catarmstrong.com. You, you'll find all sorts of, I've got a free day a free 30 day prayer of hope guide that Mm -hmm. I really think is serving women. If you need that, you can go to my website and check it out. And then I would just encourage women, you know, if you're in a season where you really need to break out into your calling, I would read my first book, no more holding back. If you're in a place where you want to go deeper with Jesus and you're kind of in an in-between place uh, between a rock and a hard place, read the in-between place. Um, It's about the woman at the well. Um, but I love connecting with people on Instagram. So All talk right. to me in the DMs. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, listen, thank you again, Kat. I always end my podcast by just praying um, for um, for just for my guests. So I would love to pray for you. Yes. Um, Father God, we just come to thanking you for just Kat, Lord. We thank you for just how she is investing and pouring and studying to just pour into other women, Lord. We thank you for just her study time. We thank you for just how she not only loves you, but she loves just the community of women around her across this country, Lord. Now, Lord, we pray for just her family, Lord. We just pray for a hedge of protection around them in this season of COVID, Lord, in this season of virtual learning. 
We pray for our husband as well, Lord. I ask you just to protect their marriage, Lord. Protect their date night, Lord. We thank you how they love and how they serve together with you, Lord. Lord, as we come, Lord, we just thank you for just her impact on so many and so many things, Lord. We ask you, Lord, just to continue to direct her, guide her as she leads, as she's been leading over 20 years, Lord. How we love you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Stephanie.